Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back, peeps. I took a little time off. Um, Needed a little break. There's things going on. Actually, today's episode um, doesn't really concern my dad. I have a great relationship with my dad, but there, there are some things with my dad. But I was running across a post, one of my favorite guys that I follow, trauma uh, recovery coach. I know I'm going to mangle his last name. His name is Nate Postlewaite. And anyway, he had a thing about how grief hits when you lose a family member that was unloving, all the emotions that go with that. So I decided, you know what, that that just really hit home for me. So I thought, oh, I'm going to do like an episode on this because I remember all the feelings that I had um, when my mom passed away. So my dad is now in the hospital. He's actually in a facility. He was in the hospital with pneumonia. He's 97 on his way to being 98, God willing, if he makes it to November, he will be 98 years old. He has lived a very full life, um, very hard life. But uh, I think that I would say the last uh, 40 years, 50 years, um, he's pretty much lived on his own terms. And I think he was pretty happy. And so we are just making him comfortable right now. And this uh, topic just kind of hit me of like, you know, I'm in this in between of um, I've lost one parent. I'm watching a parent who's probably coming to his final time. I don't know when that time is going to be because that's not up to me. But, you know, I can see things changing in him. And because I've gone through the loss of a parent before, I sort of see the signs and man, it never gets easier. But what happens when you are losing a parent or have just lost a parent that was so difficult to love? What do you do with those grief feelings? And do you have grief feelings? Because I remember one time talking to a woman who said, I'm just so happy she's gone (laughs) because she was so miserable and, you know, she was just a pain when she was here. I'm just glad she's gone. And while I kind of understand, I understand where that's coming from. And I kind of feel that way sometimes too, like, okay, the, the dysfunction is gone and that feels good to not have that anxiety hanging over our heads all the time, waiting for the phone call to drop. What happens with the rest of the grief? Cause I know that there's more than just that. So let me just read to you, um, what Nate posted. So he was saying, this struck me so hard. Before I get into what Nate said, let me just make this really clear is that I know I'm not saying we're a victim of our circumstances and, you know, we have to like be bitter or um, just all the feelings, too many of the feelings. Um, I've been trolled by someone before that 
was accusing me of being a victim because I talk about all these hard things and I'm like, actually, it's the opposite. I'm, I don't even like to say a survivor, but I'm thriving in life. I'm very happy with my life. I'm not playing victim. I'm being honest about hard things. I think when you only want to talk about the good, something is wrong because yes, God will heal all when he chooses to heal all. He doesn't heal all, all the time. And I think that's where Christians get it very mixed up is, um, you know, we want to get to the healing. We want to be happy. We want, God has freed me from this. God has healed me from this. God has done this. God can do all of that and will do all of that to all of us at some time or another. But there are people out there that that hasn't happened. The healing hasn't even begun or total healing has not happened. I don't believe everyone is ever totally healed. There's always parts where you're like, your heart tugs a little bit. Can you be freed from it? Sure. Like you can, um, I, I was talking to someone the other day and I said, I'll, I'll tell you an example of where God has freed me from the bondage of something. I used to love doing drugs. <laughs> I loved cocaine. I wanted to do drugs in my 20s. You know, I couldn't wait till Friday night. I was partying the whole weekend. It was um, my escape because I wasn't totally happy with my life. And I didn't even know I wasn't totally happy with my life. I was just surviving, right? I was just, I wasn't thriving, just surviving. And until I stopped doing drugs and really saw different things in my life, brought Jesus in my life, really decided how to live my life differently, I told my friend, you know, it's so funny because somebody could th drop a whole bunch of my favorite drugs <laughs> right in my lap to this day, and it has no pull over me. So that's the difference. So it's not like I don't remember what it felt like to be high and have fun and all of those things. I also remember the bad part of it, of waking up the next day and feeling horrible. But he's freed me from the pull of craving those drugs. I don't crave them at all. I don't even think about them. Like it's just, you know, not a part of my life because I have replaced with some other really good, beautiful things. That was a whole segue on something else. But just to be sure, I did have one troll that said I was playing victim. I'm like, I'm not playing victim. I'm actually just naming the things that have harmed me. Also to help other people that are in the beginning of the process of their grief, in the beginning of figuring out like, wait, this was really hurtful to me. I don't know what to do with those emotions. You can't pray those away like that without some other components going into it. So it, to me, it is mind, body, spirit. It is all encompassing. It's not one thing or another. It's not like you can go in a prayer closet pray it away. If God wants to, yes, he can. But this doesn't happen all the time. And that's my problem is that people think of him like a genie and go in my prayer closet, pray it away. He's going to fix it and then it's going to be fine. But sometimes he's saying, no, baby girl, you need to walk down the road a little bit more because I have more work for you. Deep work that you need to do emotionally, heart wise, soul wise. I can't fix this for you right now because that's not the end of your journey yet. So um, when you can look at it like that and just be honest with the things that really are, I think a lot of people walk around with this fake blessing of like, oh, it's okay. I prayed it away. God healed it. It's I'm good. 
if you are great, you're good, then don't worry about it. But I see a lot of women going, being afraid to say like, I'm grieving right now. And I don't, this is weird. I don't know where I'm supposed to feel, how I'm supposed to feel about these things. And some of that comes down to grieving for a parent who is unloving. And I see this a lot where well-meaning people will say, it's your mom, it's your dad, just love them. Yes. Yes. And yes. And amen. You should love them. That doesn't mean that you're going to be able to wrap everything up a hundred percent. That doesn't mean that the love will be reciprocated back to you. We are not dealing with just a mom or dad. You're dealing with somebody who's been very hard to love, who's been hurtful, possibly abusive. So what happens when that parent passes away? Where do all those feelings go, right? So let me get to what Nate said. This was beautiful, beautifully said. Nate posted, people don't get the complexity of a family member passing away who caused great harm. There can be grief for what never was and sadness because of the finality. Please don't assume you know how someone is processing this type of loss. Assume they need compassion. Whew. I mean, I felt that so deeply. I will never forget after all the journey I went with my mom, the morning um, the nursing facility called and said she passed. I had so many different emotions going through my body because I didn't know. <laughs> Should I feel relief because now that crazy lady is gone? <laughs> Should I feel complete devastation because the mother that I wanted to have is never going to be? Should I be crying? Should I be happy? Should I be? It, there was so many things going through my mind. I wish I had freedom movement during this time to really sit with, you know, some of these women and say, this is what I'm feeling right now. I don't even know what is going on because you do mourn. You are mourning twice. You are mourning for the death of your parent. You are also mourning for the fact that you are never going to get the parent that you wanted. Never. And that is grief in itself. People who, when you say a parent died, they think of a parent as loving and giving and beautiful. And, you know, I, I mean, I have some friends that had beautiful relationships with their parents and I, and I have some friends that, that their parent, that they had a beautiful relationship with passed away and they are devastated on a whole nother level. And I look at that in awe because I'm like, I don't really know that's not how I felt when my mom died. There was a mix of feelings of like relief that I wasn't going to get these crazy phone calls anymore in the middle of the night or during the day or 24 seven, whenever she needed me. There was also the, the grief of like, I'm never going to get to see my mom again. And that was really sad. And also I'm never going to have the mom that I wanted a double sad. So I think having kindness and compassion for someone that has had to walk away from a family member because they are 
hard is really a good place to start when somebody is telling you about their hard circumstance with their parents and how they're kind of no contact, um, maybe they're setting some hard boundaries. We need to really sit and listen to that and not judge it because you haven't sat in their shoes. You don't really know the whole story. And also we don't want to send somebody back in the pit of like putting a spiritual bent on it of like, oh, it's your, you need to honor your mother or father. You may be sending them back into a lion's den. You need to think about that. It's really easy to throw out verses and throw out these good feeling kind of things when you think that the family member is normal. But when you grow up with someone who's toxic and dysfunctional, you can't give advice to what you haven't walked through. And so I'm always careful about, first of all, ask good questions. What kind of relationship did you have with your mom or dad? You know, are you okay? Like, what did that feel like? And if they have passed, telling them, you know, I'm very sorry. I, I can't imagine the feelings that you're going through right now. It must be really hard for you. If they're alive and they have you have set hard boundaries of like, I can't see them right now, even though they may be on hospice. I don't, I don't really have a relationship. You know, you can tell them like, I, I don't even know what that feels like. I'm so sorry for you. Like, tell me a little bit more. Let them express how they feel. I remember I didn't have anywhere to go with those feelings. And I remember for months I would drive by either my mom's old apartment or I would drive by her nursing facility that she stayed in the last 10 months of her life. And I specifically remember one time driving down the street and looking up at her apartment building and my whole heart stopped because I was like, oh, I haven't gone to see mom. And then I was like, oh wait, <laughs> I don't need to go see mom. She's passed. It was the weirdest feeling. And I can't even imagine what that feels like with a parent where, you know, maybe it's your childhood home and you drive by thinking, oh, I'm going to go see my mom. And then she's not there. And how the grief that must come with that. I had a mixed bag of feelings, but there was a grief that came over me of this finality of like, wow, there is no going back and fixing this. There is no going forward and seeing where it may have ended up. It just is. It is just where it is. And I have to settle in with that finality of I will never get to see the mom that I had prayed for and wished for. It's, um, it's not going to happen this side of heaven. I talk to my mom every day and I see her in a hummingbird. And so I know she is around and that gives me great peace because I feel like she's down here going, go, just do it. Yes. Speak for us. I will see you on the other side. We'll talk about all things. It's all going to be good. And that is the hope that I have in my faith of knowing like this isn't the final destination. And so I can have some peace from that. And that feels great. I think the other thing too that's really hard when we're going through these kind of um, situations where we have no contact with a parent or they're at the, the end of their days and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. And then here you come, you're at a social event and everyone's talking about like family. And then maybe somebody who doesn't know you is like, oh, so where'd you grow up? How, who, where'd your mom and dad do? You know, all these normal kind of questions. 
And so we start normalizing like what we've gone through because we don't really know how we're supposed to act in those situations. And so we normalize kind of the conversation and that's really hard for us. There's a lot of emotion behind that. Of course, you're not going to get into a big topic. A lot of times, like I would just shut down and just let everyone else talk. And I wouldn't really talk about my family because of course I don't want to, you know, that that's not. And sometimes somebody kind of digs in and then I tell a little bit and then they're like, tell us more. And then it becomes kind of a story there. So you really have to weigh that out. But it's very difficult when people don't understand about the kinds of feelings that we go through that most normal parent-child relationships have, we will never have. And so now we have to rectify in our mind, what does that feel like? Not having a parent and knowing that that parent was not a good parent. Like, do I hate that person? Do I, do I feel sadness for that person? Do I, am I mad? Like there's just all these emotions that go through. And then the scariest one is I'm really sad. And why am I sad? She was horrible. Why should I be sad? Because that's the love that God's put in your heart. And that is where, you know, everything reigns is, you know, God will pluck out the old branches and throw in some new leaves and he'll make new of your family tree. And he knows that, you know, this was just a temporary stop in a longer kind of journey. And so we have to come to this place of rectifying and just having that calmness of knowing like, it's okay. It wasn't good. It wasn't perfect. Um, it was downright sad at most times and, you know, really frustrating if we're being honest, but it's okay to feel those things. I think it's more than okay to mourn and you need to mourn over the loss of your parent. Even if it was a hard situation, you may never get the um, opportunity to go and say goodbye to them. That's a whole nother thing that you have to deal with. And that can be hard. I want you to take your time and grieve through that. That's really important that you take the time. I think sitting in that waiting room, um, at the nursing facility, when they were taking her body away and just having the nurses come and tell me, which this is such an odd thing too. They come and tell me, we really liked your mom. She was so nice. And I'm like, my mom, <laughs> my mom was nice. Yes, there were parts of her that were nice. And I think this is the thing is one person isn't all evil. Even when there's really evil things done, it's like they're not all evil all the time unless it's something like so completely horrific. Then, yes, maybe they are all evil. But um, I'm talking in just, you know, in generalizations of my mom wasn't 100% bad all the time. She was actually a really nice lady when she could be. She was sick. She was mentally ill. There were things wrong with her and there was huge trauma in her life that never got healed. And so therefore she struck out to everybody that was, that she felt threatened by. She was like the barking dog, right? Her bark was really loud. Sometimes she bit, <laughs> but I think that, you know, being in that place of, of trying to figure out where are my emotions and how do I deal with that? I think that you just have to take your time. You need to journal. I really highly recommend you see a therapist. I think that's really important to talk about those feelings and, and talk about all the feelings, you know, like, why am I feeling such deep grief? Like I didn't even see her the last, you know, 10 years of her life or five years of her life, whatever that, that may be. Uh, maybe you, she passed and you didn't, you weren't even there to 
say goodbye. Um, those things can be really hard and it's really helpful if you can talk to somebody to just like get those feelings out, let those feelings settle and lie where they need to, because I think those things will begin the healing process for you to be able to call it out, shout it out, cry it out, you know, just it's okay. We do love our parents. It's not like we hate them. We hate what was done to us. There is a difference. And so I want that to be something that you remember. I have a sense of melancholy when it ta- when I talk about my mom on the one hand, you know, I'm so sad that we couldn't have had like a better relationship, but also I'm really grateful for the times that I did get to spend with her and like those little tiny moments where she showed little pockets of love that a mom should have shown all the time. And I just got those little, I call them God kisses. I just got those little God kisses where I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. You may not have that in your experience. There may be a time when you go to say goodbye to them and maybe they bite at you and say, I don't need you here, get out, whatever. I know that that has happened with some people. Just know that you have tried everything that you were supposed to do. That is a good thing. And you just hold on to that and remember that they're not well. They're just not well and that's okay. So there's one last thing that Nate had put on his Instagram that I just want to leave with you. And that is less of saying to people, you're so strong and more that looks heavy. Let me help you carry that. Oof, so good. If you're around somebody, if this isn't your story, but you're around other people who have this really hard relationship with their parents, their mom or dad, maybe another um, family member, don't try to fix it. Don't try to tell them you're so strong. I just, I can't imagine, like I could never just ask good questions or sit with them and say, that sounds really heavy. Let me just sit here for a minute with you and let you, let me hold that with you. Let me just, let's just soak that feeling in for a minute because that's really what we need. The people that came alongside me, my friends that really understood, there were some friends who just couldn't understand. They just, there's no way. They have these beautiful families. Um, They have very loving relationships with their mom and dad. And they would flat out tell me like, this is horrific. I don't even know how you deal with this. And I'm like, thanks, that's not helpful. (laughs) And it's making me feel more like a freak than ever. But there were those moments with friends where they were just like, oh friend, I'm so sorry. That seems really hard. And I was like, my heart, like my heart needed to hear that. I'm like, yeah, it's really hard. Like this is the hardest thing. Like I don't think, Kids are supposed to grow up not feeling safe around their own parents. But there's a grief that happens when they pass too. And so feel all the feels, take your time, talk to someone professional, surround yourself with good people. And I will see you guys next time. Bye peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps!